go to bed on Sunday night. Are you excited for what's coming Monday morning or are you dreading it? All right, friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. This episode is a must listen to. We are going to make your staff, you sales machines, you're not even going to know you're selling. We have a little bit of office talk. I went to a new doctor. Was it good? Was it bad? You need to hear about the experience. Closing thought of the episode, it's going to be okay. This is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. Our friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast, thank you for the shout outs. Thank you for the emails. I love hearing from you. I like to get those emails and through that, I realize I realize there's a question out there that I haven't answered. I can look at them. I can make it an episode. And again, I will respond to you individually. I'm not going to call you out into, you know, as a person for this is what X, Y, and Z emailed me and this is the problem they're having. No, I don't want to do that, but I love to give, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. So if you're experiencing it, if you're thinking it, I guarantee there's other ODs out there going through the same thing. So I make it a podcast episode. Uh, we all grow from it. And then I will personally respond to you in your specific situation. So keep reaching out. Keep doing that. If you are on X or Twitter, I don't care what you call it. That's the medium that works best for me. I like to put out my random thoughts, helps me process things. Through there, I can be, make bigger, better episodes, but Twitter is the perfect medium for me. So if you're on there, give me a follow. Uh, I have stuff coming out daily, but that's a good way to get it in my mind, see what's going on in my day-to-day life. That being said, today is a fun, fun topic. We're going to be talking, in a sense, sales, but I'm going to come from it from an angle that you may not be thinking. But I promise you, between this episode and next, if you do what I say, I guarantee your sales are going to increase and you're not even gonna feel like you're selling. Your staff is gonna be some of your best salespeople and they might not even be your opticians, they may not be the ones that are in the optical selling the goods, but they're going to be selling for you out and about, out in this world. The best marketing money you can spend is going through what I have right now and then educating your staff on the process. I know it's a big, bold claim, but trust me, I've been doing this. I'm up 30% on the year. Literally just you know, doing awesome because I followed this process. So what we do as optometrists is serve patients right? We also have this awesome luxury of having a business. I ask you, when you go to bed on Sunday night, are you excited for what's coming Monday morning or are you dreading it? Does what your time, effort, and energy is going towards drain you or energize you? And this gets better. You get more energy when you have a purpose, right? This has been very hard for me, okay? The first few years of being in practice, all I wanted to do is just have a busy practice. I'd be seeing you know, one, two, maybe three patients on a busy day, and I'd be thinking about my skills and the thought process that would go through my mind daily is, am I wasting my youth? Am I wasting my energy, my optometric skills building this practice? 
right? And this is a question that you're going to ask yourself as you start cold or if you start anything new. But as it built up, it started to get more and more patience. We started to build momentum and grow, and it was awesome. With growth comes headaches, just nature of the beast. But that's fine. But then I got into a little bit of a rut. I, 2014, started start cold 2011, 2014, got married. Awesome. But I was married, no kids, making good money, not a lot of expenses. The practice is building up. And I didn't really know what my next move was. Was I going to start more offices? Was I trying to build this office more? I mean, building the office seemed like the right thing to do, but I was not getting energized. I was turning into a managed care machine, just get them in, get them out. If the pro- if the patient wasn't new glasses or contacts, I didn't have the time for them per se, right? Like you, you guys know what it's like to be in that turn and burn mentality and just have managed care dictating what you do. And it wasn't necessarily that I was miserable, but I wasn't happy, right? I wanted more. So this process, it has been a process because it's 10 years later from that time, almost nine. It's taken me since 2022, 2021 to get the vision. It's taken me two years to process that vision and make it real. I've had, you've listened to the podcast and I've tried to have the CEO mindset, uh, have the vivid vision, have that big, hairy, audacious goal and just working through this process. And it was not clean. I went to marketing people. And what is your why? Why are you doing this? And we had this big, long corporate speech, fancy words that, guess what? I can't remember. My staff couldn't remember. Right? What is your why? Simon Sinek, what is your why? I think is the name of the book. Great book. Read it. It can be life-changing. There's a, a TED Talk on it. If you don't want to read the book, 20-minute TED Talk, listen to that. But what I didn't get is I was given that morsel. I was given that look into what the why does for you if you focus on it when I was in my externships. Martin Carroll, he said when I came into the first externship, he walked me through their their pillars and all this stuff. And he's like, we are here to save eyes and save lives. And again, I'm, I'm butchering that. He says it much more eloquently. But he said that to every interview that came in. He had me sit in on interviews said to them, he said it to me, every extern, the staff knew it, right? He'd tell me the stories of externs that would come in and he'd say that to them and then they'd have a situation and the extern would just like freak out like, you do that here? Like, absolutely, that's what we do. And he has the most amazing practice ever. He is so energized every day he goes to work. Everything he does revolves around optometry and saving eyes, saving lives, and he's empowered, right? I want that for you. I want that for me. So what is your why? I defined my purpose, and it took a long, long time to kind of figure it out. But I've settled on, I want to optimize patient's vision, right? Optimize eyes, like Whatever your why is needs to be like seven words or less. Five is better. And it has to be simple and memorable, repeatable. 
Something that just rolls off your tongue. Optimized eyes. Optimized vision. I say optimized vision more. Optimized eyes I like because it rhymed. Whatever. But uh, Mike McCallowicz talks about this. I think in the Pumpkin Plan. I've read a ton of his books. Read his books. They're great. But he's like, I'm here to extinguish entrepreneurial poverty. And that's his mission. That's his why. But eliminate entrepreneurial poverty. Right? It's his thing. It's his driving force. I'm here to optimize vision. Right? And that's what my staff knows. They can remember that. And then from that, make sure it resonates with you. Make sure you say that and it gives you juice. I don't care what your vision is, but it has to mean something to you. Because if it doesn't mean something to you, authentically, you cannot get your staff to jump on board and even if you do if you're that good of a salesman you'll wear out and in the long game of private practice you will lose you'll be miserable or you'll just be flat and be looking for other ways to spend your time so find something that resonates simple repeatable seven words or less five is better what is your why all right define that now within this why I'm taking this from another book that I read. I believe it's Traction, might have been Rocket Fuel. I, same authors, right? Same concept, but you get your why. I'm here to optimize vision. And what are three things that you do that are unique to that? Mine, dry eye. We are a dry eye office, all right? Myopia management, believe it or not, we do more myopia management than everyone else around. I didn't realize this until I started getting referrals for it. We have axial biometer, we have ortho-K, we have atropine, my site, we have all the tools. So it's something that sets me apart. And then ocular health and wellness. Okay, that's glasses, contacts, disease management. And you may say to yourself, well, a lot of people dry eye. A lot of people do um, myopia management. A lot of people do Ocular health and wellness. It's not the individual, you know, niche that makes you unique. It's the combination that makes your office different, right? So what you've done is you focused your arrow, you focused your energy on a why, right? Optimize vision. Everything we do is here to optimize vision. The ocular surface, the tear film, is the foundation of vision. Boom. Myopia management. If your eye is getting longer, you are going to have glaucoma, myopic maculopathy, uh, retinal detachment, cataracts. Name the things that increase as your eye gets longer. That's not optimizing vision, my friends, right? All right, hey, they play together. Ocular health and wellness, glasses, contacts, disease management. That plays into what we do. It all fits, right? I can tell you this because you know what? You're not going to be as passionate about those things as I am. That's why you need your why. But then you get your niches, all right? It's okay if you're not as good as someone else in, say, myopia management. There may be some office that does it a little bit better, and that's the thing. But remember, it's the combination. It's a superpower when it's all together under one roof. So find your why, define your niches. 
This can take up to a year. And I know that sounds crazy. I know you're like, well, I want the answer now. I'm giving you the process, but you know what's going to take a long time? You to realize what you want. Because you're the limiting factor. Not me, not your staff, it's you. Because every time you go to a conference, you get a new idea. And then that idea takes, it's hard to implement and you move on. Or you get a new idea, you learn all about it, you're ready to go. And then you get a curveball that, you know, your lease is running out. Or, you know, someone's glasses need to be returned and you just get distracted because you haven't set the path ahead of you. Right? So make sure you go through this and you are committed to it, full on committed to it, all right? Now, your why, your niches, the next thing I will tell you is you need your pillars. Now, what are pillars in my definition? Pillars are the core values that you operate under. They're gonna be involved in every aspect of your vision, every aspect of your why, every niche is gonna have these pillars associated with it. Your staff and how they interact are gonna be based on these pillars, how they interact with patients, how they interact with each other. So what we like to do is um, care, quality, timeliness, expertise, and consistency, five. We have five pillars. Everything we do within the office has those five things that they're held up to that standard. Dry eye, can you have all of those? Myopia management, ocular health and wellness, optimizing vision, are these the things that you are doing? Now, this may sound like, I thought you told me this was going to help sales. We're getting there, right? There's gonna be more to that. There's another step here. But trust me, if you have energy, if you have a purpose, if you have a why, you have a group of motivated individuals that are hard to stop. And we're gonna get to honing those, but what you have is now you have a team that's gonna go out and they're gonna talk to people. Their friends, their family, people they overhear at a you know parent-teacher conference that say something about, man, you know, let give me a second, I just eyes they're burning all the time like well you actually know we can help you out with that what do you mean tell me more right you realize they don't know they're selling this but we deal with it every day we talk about it all the time it's our purpose to optimize this person's vision let me tell them that we can help them with this and it's a dry eye referral right you see how you're building this foundation this sales machine by giving them the tools to sell, right? If you truly believe in it, you're not selling it. You're giving them purpose and focus, right? There is a next step to this. I know I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger, but episode 165, I will take our why, I'll take our niches, I'll take our pillars, and we're then gonna have a process that we do with our staff that is gonna train them to be mean green selling machines. And I say that with all the, with the caveat that they're not really gonna be selling, they're just gonna be pushing your brand, they're gonna be so excited, they can't help but talk about what they're doing. That's coming next episode. Now, within this, make sure you watch 
listen to episode 163 because episode 163, 164, 165 are all going to be the combination of making this process, this sales-driven process that's not really selling, come to life. Okay, so listen to that episode about the customer experience. Do this. Work every stinking day to find your why, to get your niches, to set your pillars, and this will guide you for all that lies ahead, my friends. We'll have more for you next week. Hello, my friends, a little office talk. So I recently went to a new primary care doctor, and you know what happens to us. We are the worst patients ever. When you go in, you're like, how do they greet you? What is the signage that you have on the wall? What is the customer, the patient experience like? And I'm going to tell you this right now, not great. All right? Not great. All paper, no text messages. Like, I didn't realize it. Like, getting a phone call and having to listen to a voicemail is just made me think of the office as being more of a dated office. Good, good thing we send out text messages, good thing we send out emails, phone calls. That's so like 1990s, who does that, right? So phone calls, they had me fill out their paper forms and I'm literally filling this out. I'm like, I'm literally filling out stuff for a paper chart. Cool, I guess, like what am I walking into? I walk into the waiting room and I'm not going to lie to you. It was a bunch of like just almost like random furniture that you buy for your living room in a circle. A kumbaya circle that you sit in and it's a little dark, a little dingy. The old carpet, the sliding glass thing that the uh, receptionist will open up. Hey, what are you here for? All right, good. Gives me a paper. Shut that real quick and get out of like communications. I'm like, all right, I understand. This is how they operate. It's local. Let's give more. And then I'm looking at the signage. It's co-pays are due at time of service. We do not take this insurance. If you have this, you have just a bunch of negative messaging. Now, you and I both know that one or two patients have had this come up, and now you have a sign that you've made and you've put it out there. But what environment, what feeling are you creating for that patient? What experience are they getting? They do the workup. They set me down and I'm in there. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then the nurse practitioner, I didn't, it's not a doctor, it's a nurse practitioner comes in, sees me, and I absolutely love him. He's amazing. Honestly, I went to a dentist. I'll tell you that experience. They were more state-of-the-art, cutting edge. But the dentist, with all that bells and whistles, cannot compare to this, this doctor. And I don't know what he did, what kind of witchcraft he bedazzled me with, but he talked to me like I was a person. He got enough of my background. We connected on a personal level. I don't know if that was intentional or for that. It's just what he was doing. Went over my history, had my numbers in front of him, had a plan of action. I actually offered some suggestions of like, you know what? Has anyone ever done an A1C on you? Uh, no, they've done this. Great job. But let's let's just get that. It doesn't hurt. Um, I want to get my testosterone measured just because I'm 40 now, hooray. Uh, and I want to have a baseline of where I'm at now. So if it does drop you, if I'm in the normal range, was I abnormally high? Am I low? Let's let's just get figured out. I have four kids. 
We run a practice. I'm tired at the end of the week. Who knows? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Like, um, did the exam, order the test. Just an amazing experience. I came home and I said to my wife, like, all those negative things, I love the doctor or the nurse practitioner. She's like, what? Are you saying this? I'm like, absolutely. I don't know why. I go, everything else about the experience was not great. You know, to, I'm putting that very bluntly. Not the best experience, but a great time with him. And that just makes me think, like, what influence do we have on our patients? Like, are we the amazing sandwich that they keep coming back for for more? Right? And... The problem with that business model, I mean, I love that doctor. I'm going to keep, or nurse practitioner, I'm going to keep seeing him until something changes. Um, where either I get really sick, I need something else, He changes, he's not as cool in terms of patient care. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, keeps delivering, he is a patient for life. But that, my friends, is the rub. Now, again, they're a different business model, but in our model, if they keep coming back because of Dr. Lilly, I failed them, right? That's not a business. That's a job. And although it makes me feel pretty good, if I am that good, I know that I'm not easily won over, but I can keep patients coming back even with all the other shortcomings around them. I just have to do that. Now, that's great in a cold start. That's great early on. But if you're trying to build your empire, if you're trying to build that if you're trying to build that, you know, multi-million dollar practice and have a business, that does not scale, right? So think about all those things I talked about before, the waiting room, the staff interactions, the ambiance of the office, and make that memorable. Make that why people keep coming back for more, in addition to great doctors and a great experience, but that makes the doctor's job less difficult when everything else around them is enticing and bringing in the patient. So just my personal experience, I want to share that with you and it can be directly applied to what we do. So let me know what you're going to change in your office to give a better patient experience. I'll have more for you next week. Where, oh where has the time gone? We are to the closing thought of the episode and today I will leave you with this okay it's going to be okay you're fine that problem that you have is not the end of the world the big dilemma that you've been just losing sleep over that didn't work out it's gonna be okay right I got a couple L's as of late try to get a new practice location at least failed got an opportunity for the same spot, just a little bit smaller, failed. Tried to hire a new staff member and they took the other offer, fail. You start thinking like, what's going on? But you will then realize that in this game of business, you're gonna lose quite often, right? But in the words of Morpheus from The Matrix Reloaded, I stand before you with the utmost confidence, not because of the path that lies ahead, but because of the path that lies behind, right? I know that you, me, we're going to be okay because of 
everything we've done to get to this point. I went to church on Sunday and they actually talked about something similar. And like everyone around is telling me it's going to be okay. Right? Essentially, look at your past to know where you're going in the future. Right? We survived undergrad. We got through grad school. We started an office. We survived a global pandemic that is spread from, you know, droplets of air. And we work this far away from each other when we're in the slit lamp and we survived. If not survived, we actually thrived in that, right? Think about those things and then look at the problem that you have in front of you and know it's going to be okay. That's what I have for you, Dr. Lily 